sports fans and welcome to the last episode for 2021 question mark uh, of Pop Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up to talk about rugby league. Uh, my name is Adam and I know very little about football, so I'm joined like always with my panel of armchair experts, Smokes. G'day boys, yeah, final one from the sounds of it and geez, it, the season went off with a bang, so that's pretty awesome. And the principal. Hello, for the last time. I can't believe we managed to get through the whole year with podcasts, but no, thirty episodes, thirty episodes. Yeah. That's that's it's quite impressive. impressive. I mean, I, I would have been, I would have been, you know, pretty stoked if we'd just gotten to three, but we've 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 gone well past that. So yeah, I was happy with ten to be honest. That's it. Double digits. I'm that's like, it. That's just it. just think, boys. You know, like what at the beginning of the year, we we're all at that bowling club. <laughs> skin is down. <laughs> you know, it's funny too. It, earlier today, I was I was out for a walk, and I um I actually just because I thought oh, I I went back and listened to the first episode just because I wanted to hear like what our our preseason predictions were. Geez, we were green back then, I tell you. I mean, we're not much better, yeah. but we, you know, no, it's got it. It was pretty funny though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just surprised. It's probably the the one of the only times we've followed through on oh, a yeah. drunk idea Definitely. at a pub, mm. and we've actually persisted with this for like. How many months since then? Yeah, yeah. we never missed Lockdowns, one. Lockdowns, all like, sorts of things. So that's it. Uh, Phantom's not joining us, like he often doesn't. But uh, you know, like Smokes and I, I think have done everyone. Yeah, it's rather fitting we finished the season that way. I'm very impressed with us for, nah, for doing been... it, and for every game has been discussed, yeah. and every round has been discussed. So yeah, it's been good. Good on us, boys. It's been good, and you know, it, um, we'll be back to do it again next year, I'm sure. So yeah, I think so. I think once we have this little six months break off over summer, to we'll be, we'll be raring to go again. Weather, <laughs> we'll be raring to go again. Exactly. Yep. yep I'll sure. have high hopes for the Raiders again. I'll we'll be able to talk <laughs> for half a year before my hopes come crashing back down. I don't think my expectations on them will be quite as high as they were this year. But anyway, you know what? I'm a dreamer. Mine are going to be straight up there again. <laughs> I'm a believer. <laughs> yeah, nice. I just realised I didn't have my beers, so I'm going to send a message to see if I can get some delivered. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, nice. Okay, all right. Well, yeah, we made it to the uh, to the end of season 2021 uh, grand finals with Penrith Panthers versus South Sydney Rabbitohs. Mm. What a game that was, eh? Like uh, low scores, but you know, very close and very exciting. It was, um, uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, we, we all watched it. We. <laughs> We should have done some sort of video chat or whatever, but it doesn't matter. Um, uh, Principal, let's hear your thoughts. Yeah, what a game. It was fantastic. And you know what? It, we've discussed it a few times, the semifinals, you know, the, the close games are the games you want if your team's not playing. And this was, was, was the same. It was awesome. It went down to really the last minute. I mean, Adam Reynolds even tried to, to draw the game at the end with a two-point field goal. Mm. And um, it, was just, it was just really – it was just – Thoroughly entertaining. It was, um, you know, some of the grand finals can be a letdown. I found in the past, you know, even last year there was a clear winner very early on. Melbourne were always going to win that game last year. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was just great. And you know what? Halfway through the game, I was going for South. Halfway through the game, I thought, you know what? It'd actually be really good for Penrith to win. I, you know, they were just they were just so, I don't know, I just I loved the way they played. And, um, you know, I've had issues with their team in the throughout the season, some of the things they did. But, yeah, it was just good to see them get the win. And, um, you know, the positive thing was I actually finally got a multi this year as well in the oh, betting. So yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. What a time to do it last game. So fantastic times. Well, and, and you make some good points. So, like, I guess, um, look, I mean, technically during the game I was, I was going for South Sydney. But 
I was pretty happy with who I've, with with either of them winning because South hadn't the last time South had won it was two thousand fourteen. The last time Penrith won it was two thousand three. So we were getting a new fresh winner. That was the big thing. Like it was long time break for either of them winning the premiership. So I was pretty happy either way. And and uh, like because I was at the game and and my goodness the atmosphere was just. Next level. It was absolutely incredible. Even though they obviously, um, and, and this came out after we recorded last week's podcast, that they slashed the crowd by 25%, which was very short-sighted by our Premier up here. She pulled the trigger on that way too early um, and probably lost the votes of at least 13,000 people. Uh, um, but uh, you, you'd be fooled for thinking that it was a full house because the, the noise, the atmosphere... The amount of Bunnies fans who were there was just insane. Like, the, the flags waving. The, the atmosphere was incredible. And, and what an absolute amazing game to finish the season. Um, it was really... What I loved about it is um, pretty much every time points were scored by Penrith, South pretty much replied straight away to level the game back up. So, like, Penrith... Um, they had, they had a, the, the territory and the field position was definitely in favour of Penrith for pretty much... The majority of the game, but South their scramble defence is really good. They kept on repelling them, and every time Penrith would get a try or a penalty goal, South would reply a few minutes later with the exact same, same thing. And and in the end, it was just a, a conversion from the sideline that only just missed that ended up being the difference. Um, you would put money on him getting that goal most times, and you think, yeah, it was so close. Yeah, you think, oh, they, you know, it would have been awesome to continue that game to get it into Golden Point. Yeah, exactly. It, you know. Yeah, um, and he, he, got, he had two chances really. It, he was pretty shattered after the yeah, game. Yeah, well, the, the, the two-point um, field goal shot kind of caught me by surprise because I remember watching that final set and I was thinking, why aren't they throwing it around more, trying to get more ground? It was obvious that they were just trying to get as close as possible for the the two-point field goal. And, and even that, I mean, the, the the accuracy of the kick was perfect. It just wasn't. He just didn't hit it sweet enough. And and you're right with the conversion. I mean, there's probably two or three goal kickers in the comp that if you said, I need them to kick a sideline conversion to keep the game alive, he'd be one of, of two or three that you would pick. It'd probably be him, Nathan Cleary, and oh, I'm sure there's someone else who's up there on their level as well, but they're, they're right up there. Um, I thought, I thought um, both sets of halves were pretty damn impressive in that game. And I know that Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds have copped a little bit you know, Cody for the intercept pass and Reynolds for missing the conversion. But, geez, that had strong games. And I, I don't think enough credit was given to Stephen Crichton with that intercept. Because if he doesn't take that intercept, um, Alex Johnson is scoring up the other end of the field and putting South in the lead. So he had to yeah. make that play. Um, and Cody, you know, he bounced back five minutes later and set up the Alex Johnson try to get them within a chance of winning. So... I don't think I think people should shouldn't be too harsh on him for that because I thought he was um, he was pretty close to South's best player. He was pretty un- and the try he scored was unbelievable individual effort to score that try. Yeah, and that's how he plays anyway. That, those type of passes, he, you know, Crichton wasn't at his best to get that ball, which he had to be. He was prepared. Yeah. He was sort of covering both bases to you know try and make the tackle or or be ready for that intercept. Yeah, you know, South would have scored and it would have been a completely different story. So. I don't exactly. think that was sort of not what really lost South the game because they obviously had the chance to level up. Yeah, and then still, they, had an, yeah. they had other opportunities, and you know I think they they did great. What was really fantastic, I thought, was South's defence because Penrith mm. threw absolutely everything at yeah. them. Yeah. It was it was intense, and yeah. um, 
it, you know, other teams wouldn't have would have cracked, and South were able to keep turning them away, yeah. forcing errors. There was a few errors as well. And um, well, it's, it's funny yeah, it was, it's because, that, um, that was impressive. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because Souths actually, I think, looked better with the ball. They just didn't have as much uh, as much of it or as much in good um, in good ball territory to to utilize as much. And 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 again on the Steve Crichton intercept, I think it's important to note too. I think at least two or three occasions early in the game, Souths made line breaks down that end of the field by doing similar plays. So there's got to be a bit of credit given to him. He obviously read it was coming again, and this time he's like, no, no, I'm going to pluck this this time because I know it's coming. Whereas ironically, this time, when you see the replay, if Cody Walker, instead of going the cutout pass, had thrown it to Dane Gagai, uh, because Crichton had already pushed out wide to go for the intercept, Gagai then would have been through a huge hole as well. So it's, it was good, it was good uh, footy smarts from Crichton to take that intercept. I don't think enough credit has been given to what a... a a great play that was. Yeah, as you said, South's defence was great. And I think it's exactly the kind of game that Penrith needed to be able to win because they had three very tough games during the final series to get to that point. They needed a game where they had the lion's share of possession and the lion's share of the territory advantage. And that's what they got. Hadn't it been the other way around and South had that kind of possession and territory, I think South probably win by 12 or 14 points because they were fresher. Uh, so I think it, it, the way the game played out definitely played into Penrith's hands, and that's full credit to them because they played a great game plan based on those uh, circumstances. Yeah, it was interesting also. Uh, towards half-time, you could see the Penrith team, they sort of seemed to start slowing down. They were gassed like after mm. that first half. And I actually thought, I was like, oh, you know, South are going to get come over the top given mm. their, their previous couple of weeks. Penrith had just been absolutely, you yeah. know, really pushed to the wire trying to get get the wins and they just found an extra gear they just kept going it was i was really surprised but yeah at half time i was thinking you know south are gonna come through here they're fresher and everyone's you know it's pretty it's a pretty intense first half but yeah they oh, held and, on and, it was and as we said great. if the intercept wasn't taken they're probably scoring up the other end of the field and i think if they had scored in that moment they would have gone on and won the game i think because that would have broken penrith it would have been like oh we've had so much down their end, and now they've taken the lead of us with like 12 or 13 minutes to go. It could have been very crushing for them. Um, but yeah, just um, just an incredible game of footy. And, and look, I think both teams, like, in the end, I think Nathan Cleary's kicking game, is, and that's why he got the Clive Churchill medal, because his kicking game was just so superb. At the same time, I think South Sydney's kicking game was very, very good for most of the night as well. Um, it's just that they were kicking from a lot deeper in, in their own end and then um, Dylan Edwards and um, Brian Toto were able to make a lot of metres from kick returns because they had a bit more space to do so, whereas um, Cleary was trapping the Penrith guy, uh, so the, the South Sydney back three, either deep in their own 20 metre zone or often forcing line dropouts. Um, yeah. it, was, was, um, it was pinpoint, they, those kicks that where he was forcing dropouts, where yeah. they were, you know, having to return, you know, they were... On the line, getting pushed in, trying to yep. run back out. It was, um, yeah, it was just amazing. And, you know, I, th- I think he really deserved the, the Clive Churchill medal. I think, you know, there's a couple of people. I think he did based on, yeah. But just that relentless kicking pressure that he was just applied to South. It was, I mean, they had good field position, but he had to kick it well to, to keep him down there. And, um, yeah, it was just great. Oh, so. definitely, definitely. And, look, I think you could have you could have picked six or seven guys, um, a few from either team, mind you, that you could... That, they could have given the Clive Churchill to, and you could have gone, yeah, I, I can live with that. 
But I think, yeah, considering how close the game was and ultimately the difference was the fact that Penrith won the territory battle, that was a lot of that came down to Cleary. So, yeah, it, uh, for me, it made sense that he got it. Um, but, yeah, just, uh, as I said, just an absolutely brilliant game of football. Loved every second. I loved being there. And, and the crowd were all in pretty good spirits, the South fans and the Penrith fans. There was no bad blood or anything. I think um, just, it was just a, an amazing spectacle to be just at. Queenslanders happy to have the grand final. Oh, and it was. It really was a case of that. I really think, look... What I love about it too is the fact that, you know, if you told me at the start of the year, hey, the grand final is going to be at Suncorp, it's going to be a two point ball game, it's probably going to be the best grand final. I think it's the best grand final since the Broncos Cowboys grand final back in 2015. In terms of being a close, exciting, anyone could win it at any moment sort of game. If you told me that, so they ought to jump to that. I would have absolutely jumped to that. Um, it was just absolutely amazing to be a part of that. And uh, congratulations to both teams. Um, just outstanding. One thing I would say, um, and look, I don't want to take much. I don't want to take too much away from Penrith's victory. I think there were probably three or four fifty-fifty calls in that game, and they all seemed to go in favour of the Panthers. And and a big one in particular was um, after South had scored the try near the end to make it fourteen twelve. The, the, the set from the kickoff, I think on about the second tackle, Dane Gagai got hit high, and the referee because I heard replay of it afterwards, and and the referee said. No, we're not going to penalise it because he fell into it. How often have we said on these podcasts this year, guys are getting sin-binned. The Broncos had a guy sent off for someone falling into a shoulder. And they wait until three minutes before the end of the season to finally apply common sense to it. Well, I don't see how that's really fair. If you've, if you've ruled one rule all year, you've got to continue to rule that until the end of the season. The reason they did it... see. If Penrith were up by 12 or 14 points, or if South were up by 12 or 14 points and that happened, they would have given a penalty. It was because it was three minutes to go and it was a two-point ball game, the referees didn't want to give that penalty. And I thought that was a bit weak. Yeah, it's pretty common though, isn't it? When they when the games get yep. close, and it's not just grand finals or big games, it's when um, the games are very close, close yeah. and the ref... The ref doesn't want to be caught making yeah. the decision that because affects the they, because result. Because they subconsciously, blah, blah, blah. yeah, they subconsciously have it's, the thought it's process really of, yeah. I mean, they have the subconscious thought process of, oh, I don't want to give away a penalty that will decide the game. However, by not giving the penalty when it's supposed to be yeah. given, that's also deciding the outcome of the game. So, to, if it's a penalty, just give the penalty. It doesn't matter if it's in the first or the eightieth minute. The other big call that went against Souths, and I. I think this is more a deficiency in the rule rather than it necessarily being the wrong call, was the charge down on Adam Reynolds' kick. Now, when South had quite a bit of momentum, they were about, I think, 30 metres out from Penrith's line, and Adam Reynolds put the kick in, uh, and the Penrith player came in to tackle him, wrapped the arms around, it's come off his arm, it's gone into touch on about the halfway line, he's given the scrum to Penrith. Now, the rule is if, if, if you're trying to pass the ball, and a player comes in to wrap their arms around for a tackle and they knock the ball, even if they're not playing it, they give six again because they say, well, we're classifying that as played the ball. How is it any different if someone's kicking the ball? Yeah, like, there's no difference, like, really. For, me, I mean, for me, it should... And I think, and from what I've been told, Phil Gould apparently said in the coverage, and as biased as he was against Penrith, uh, in favour of Penrith all night, he even said with this one, no, that should be South's ball. Penrith played at that. They, char- they, they tackled him in the process of kicking. They've knocked it on. That's, that's a South Sydney ball. Um, so that was, a, that was a big momentum swing because, um, as I said, South would have had the scrum pretty much on the halfway line. 
Instead, Penrith got the scrum and, and again were able to, to reassert that, that territory advantage. So, there were a couple of big moments, but uh, yeah. so I don't want to take away from Penrith. They were amazing. Yeah, that was. it was just a couple... It's sort of a weird rule, isn't it, really? Like, that, well, it's, I it's, it's an oversight of rules. Yeah, it's, um, I reckon they'll probably change that. Surely it's an easy rule to, I think to so. just quickly adjust so it doesn't happen again. Because it's sort of like, you're right, if it's a pass, you know, in that situation. Well, it's a, it's a bit like the, like the trainer rule against you guys a couple of years ago. It's like, well, because it never happened before, no one thought of it. So, like, yeah, oh, we've, yeah. got, we've got to fix it. Like, um, yeah, but, um, but as I said, absolutely amazing game. And I think both teams have just played it in the right spirit. And they just really, um, really had a great crack and... Uh, it was anyone's game going into that final. I want to ask minutes. on that on that point. I want to ask one hypothetical: Had Latrell Mitchell not shoulder charged that rooster mm. player a few weeks back, and he was in all of these finals, do you think he would have made the difference? He may very well have. Um, he's that kind of X factor. Player. The thing with Latrell Mitchell, he's got so many brilliant plays in him, but ultimately he missed the grand final because he's also got that stupid play in him. Uh, but yeah, if he was there, he absolutely may have made a difference. At the same time, I thought um, the guy who filled in for him, that um, oh, yeah. Blake uh, Tapp, uh, he, he, he was great in the month or so that he played. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, but he's, like, and, so young, too. He's, like, yeah, 18 and, so, yeah, and played exactly. And I think I read he was, like, the, professional games. He was like the most it's inexperienced amazing. player to play a grand final in about 50 years or something like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they said, know, said in the NRL era. In the NRL era, yeah, 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 in the NRL, definitely. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, and look, he was uh, look, he was pretty good on the night as well. Um, I don't recall him really making any any major errors or anything. But yeah, it, it, there was no it, yeah. If Latrell was there, who knows? Who knows? It could yeah. have I think it's, it's probably I think it's probably that X factor that um, South might have missed. Mm. Walker's an X factor as well. He's a great mm. player, but just having someone like Latrell, which can use that physical strength as well, you know, like yeah. I don't know if that would have helped maybe turn some of the momentum around with some of the possession, some you know, something that he could do a bit. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah so possibly. But um, I, I think things like that. People said they couldn't make the grand final without him. Oh, yeah, um, no, no. Yeah. Full credit it, to, for the Rabbitohs for yeah. making it to the grand final. I'm just saying, yeah. I think they would have won. If oh, definitely. I, I, I think it's a real, real possibility that they that if he was there... It could have been, especially especially going to those final, you know, five or six minutes when they're down by two, and they're looking for something special. He's the kind of guy who can produce that stuff. I remember um, a few years back when he was playing for the Roosters, he come up with a a try in the final couple of minutes against the Broncos in a semi final to beat us by two points because he was able to throw someone off him, run thirty meters, and score the winning try. That's the sort of thing he brings. So yeah, it, it's very possible where he got. He tackled the rooster player when they got simbined and they were down players. He got the ball and scored a try like right in front of the freaking post. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He he he's a he's a special player. Like very definitely. powerful, very anyway. powerful. The thing yeah. is, he doesn't look at. Right. He just looks like a no. I mean, sandwich short of being like a happy kid. <laughs> yeah, but no, he's. It's amazing cool how quick he is. Really, he doesn't look quick, yeah. does he? And then also, yeah, yeah. he's quick. He's powerful. Yeah. And um, yeah. But you no, know yeah. what? He would have been that. It could, it's like you said. He could have gone either way because he, you know. It doesn't. He doesn't get too many games without having some sort of brain snap as well. well so I think if he had been suspended, to... he would have been due for one soon. Yeah, so sure. it could well, have. It goes to show how damn good of a coach Wayne Bennett is too. Because I mean, it would have been very easy for those players to have been like, "Oh, geez, we've lost our X Factor player. He's like our marquee signing. How? how and, and we we lost to them when he was there. How are we going to get to and, and win this competition?" But he he gave them the belief and. 
Um, and look, all the defensive stuff they had to do, the reason they were still in that game is because that's, that's what Brent, Bennett brings to a team. He brings that belief that, no, no, you follow my lead and, and I will be in with a chance every time. So amazing co- coaching performance by him to get them there. Especially considering they conceded 50 points against them back at the start of the year. And I also think it's worth noting how sad Adam Reynolds was to be going to the Broncos next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was so... <laughs> he's, he was... Yeah, because, you know, he's already, he already relocated his family there like two months ago. He's not even going back to Sydney. That's how much he's... He's just sitting there going, yeah, what have I yeah. done? No, he's but, like, oh, what have I done? No, grand final realized, to... What he's realised is, well, nine. next time I'm in a grand final, I'll have Payne Huss leading all the, leading all the way, and I won't have that issues of gaining territory advantage because Payne Huss will Jeez, get you're confident. <laughs> Next time he's in a grand final, we have Payne Haas. Man, that's um, his two two years at Broncos before he gets injured and retired. Oh, I think you're going to be struggling. Whatever, you're just jealous. How long? You know, how how long's he signed for? You'd take him at at halfback at Canberra in a heartbeat if he could at the moment. Oh yeah, for sure. And he. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders, you'd have more chance of winning a grand final with the Raiders than the Broncos. Oh, we'll see, we'll see, my friend. Phantom has sent me some uh, some messages that he wants me to read because he couldn't be here tonight. So first, first I'll read his grand final summary. I haven't read these yet, by the way, but it won't take long. So here we go. I really wish I could read these out. Oh, I can edit yeah, this a little bit more because I, I feel I like this is going to be interesting. Well, well, he, he, here's his grand final wrap up. Sunday night was orgasmic on all fronts. This is the universe's way of saying, F*** you, South, you got kicked out of the comp for a reason. None of the sobby news stories could inspire the South Sydney clubs to victory. Although Nathan Cleary's chin was offside in every kick, the eight-riddled TikToker was on fire. Kickow was a beast. Luai was a beast. Burton was a beast. And good on Dylan Edwards for trying to get in the spotlight by announcing he had a broken foot during the finals. I didn't even know how Penrith had a fullback until then. F*** you, South, and f*** you, Wayne Bennett. So that's his grand finals. <laughs> a couple, a couple of things I want to finish on with this game. Um, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to jump around too much because I know we're going to cover these in the news articles. But uh, principal, I'm sorry, Benji Marshall didn't score <laughs> in the last minutes of his mm. last game. Uh, and also, <laughs> I thought it was very nice that uh, ruined my fairy tale. I thought it was very nice that. Uh, Father, son, coach, and, and I don't know if he's captain, but Nathan Cleary and Ivan Cleary. Like, that's a nice yep. thing, you know? Yep. Father, son, team, yeah, win yeah. the and, and, you know, I think, and, you know, Very the funny nice. thing is, too, the last time Penrith won the premiership in 2003, John Lang was coach and Martin Lang was the prop forward. So, last oh, time nice. they did it, they also had a father-son combo. So, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah, looking at the uh, the games and who tipped what, uh, Phantom and myself picked Panthers. You two picked uh, South Sydney and... Doesn't really make much difference because it's only one game, and you know if we want to do that whole uh, the margin, blah blah blah. I don't know if I'm closest because I was yeah, you're close, close, you're close. Yeah, well, whatever. you picked Doesn't the matter. winner, and your score was close. Whereas that other that other knucklehead who tipped Penrith oh, yeah. thought it was going to yeah. be belting twenty six <laughs> points margin, which it definitely wasn't. So uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the end of twenty twenty one season. Yep. Final tip scores: uh, Phantoms on one hundred sixteen. <laughs> uh, Loser. Smokes is on 134 Principal's on 142 I'm actually surprised he got to 100 I'm actually part, I'm surprised he cracked that century in the tipping Considering what he was yeah, doing at well, the start yeah. but. And I'm on 154 So something to uh, look forward to for next year Just casually I'm on 154 our tipping <laughs> To like you know yeah, Get, get a few perfect rounds and uh, off you go Alright on to some news headlines um, Let's see what we have here 
so we got Penrith Panthers player Tyrone May slammed for grand final Instagram post. I was yeah. trying to find this. Uh, well, what I, an I, idiot. I, Seriously. I saw this flash like, up today, and, and I know we don't usually like to talk about this sort of controversy, but like, he's just, a, just a really disrespectful. Really disrespectful. And, and just to give a bit of background, host, uh, because you probably don't know a lot about this, Adam, um, a few years ago, he got into a lot of trouble because he um, released a homemade sex video without without the woman's consent, and it, not not just the video, but the because I someone actually sent me a, a, the thirty second snap of the video, so I've seen the content of it, and it shows some pretty derogatory things. Let's put it that way, which I won't go into detail. But if anyone yeah, who knows not. rugby league <laughs> would, would know that. Some of the words being used in the video and some of the actions were quite very demeaning and disrespectful to women. And then he comes out with a post like this, just basically saying, oh, well, you know, they tried to knock me down. They tried to throw dirt on me. And, and I love that people are smashing going, no, you put dirt on yourself, mate. Like, the, yeah. only reason that, the only reason you've got, you know, mud on your, you know, mud stuck to your name is because you're a dirty, filthy prick. He should, honestly, you think you'd just know just to... Just to show move his on, mouth. and he just still going. So he's not. He hasn't learned anything from it, obviously, because he's obviously. Yeah. Oh, you know, I shouldn't. I'm not going to say too much about it, but it's just how stupid. It just honestly, you yep. just cause all these problems for yourself in a, a time where you should be celebrating your grand final. So exactly, just idiots. enjoy the win with your mates, and and don't don't try and you know because how many people are going to support him other than a few of his teammates? No one. Sorry, mate. You're you're, a, yeah. you're an idiot. You're a clown, and. I don't wish him any success going forward. I think he's a moron. No, I think he's lucky that he was in that Penrith team, to be perfectly honest, anyway. Yeah. Uh, awkward problem Storm couldn't solve. Silver lining we all missed. Final grades for every team. I just sort of attached it because I'm, I'm sure it's got like a, a bit of a grading for all the teams. I think we did it for the bottom eight a few weeks ago. This might be might be worthwhile just having a look at the, the top eight and see what their gradings all were. Right. So what have we got? I'm, Penrith Panthers, A 88% win rate. Yep. Leader, second on the leaderboard. Yeah, uh, hard, 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 hard to disagree that A plus. I mean, they, they finished equal first. It was only four and against that they finished behind Melbourne on the, on right. the minor premiership. Yep. They uh, they ended up winning the title. They had to do it the hard way, going through all four weeks of the title. They're the first team since the Cowboys to do that in 2015. Um, and I guess I a lot of people that. forget that Nathan Cleary played the last third of the season with a busted shoulder in to the point where I think he's having surgery this week on his shoulder. And I think Ivan Cleary said in the press conference after the game that um, there are about four or five of his guys who, if it was a regular season game, they wouldn't have played uh, because it was grand final. He took the risk and played them. So pretty amazing effort when you consider that. So hard hard to disagree with an A-plus rating. I mean, you win the premiership, it's an A-plus season, isn't it? Yeah. No, I think uh, you're too generous. I'm giving them like an A-minus. A-minus? Because, you know, they could have done better? They, they should. They should have won that first finals game. They should have not had to play the second one. Sob stories, blah, blah, blah. They're acting like the Roosters. Oh, we have too many players injured. But A minus. I'm so glad they lost the first game because otherwise it probably would have been a Melbourne Penrith grand final. And you know what? As good as that game the week before was against Melbourne, this grand final was so much better. Yeah, no, I agree. A plus just for that reason only. <laughs> okay, all right. So South Sydney Rabbitohs. 80, 83% win rate, uh, they came third on the ladder, it got a season grade of A, fair enough. I, I'd probably give them uh, an A plus as well, actually, just because I don't think people expected, especially, I think it was round 11, it was, I think it was round, round 9 when Melbourne put 50 on them, and round 11 when Penrith put 50 on them. I don't think anyone gave them a chance in hell after that. The fact uh, they went through, and then Latrell got teams. suspended, Latrell yeah, got that, suspended that. as well. 
to then make it to the grand final and quite literally be half a metre with that conversion away from going into extra time, I, I'd give them A plus as well. I think they were unreal. No, I'm not going... I'm going A at best. They should have fixed Latrell. They haven't fixed him. They missed Fair the enough. conversion. They missed the field goal. Stuff it. They lose, oh, lose a few it. things. This, this, is, this is evil principle tonight. He's like, he's like, he's ready to just cut people apart. I love it. No, I'm just trying to lower it down so the difference between the top oh, teams because and the Raiders is... Because you don't want such a gap between them and your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just, yeah. All right. Oh, uh, no. Melbourne Storm, 88% win rate. Finished first nah, level. No, they get a B. B because their players are all drugged up. <laughs> yeah, well, now they <laughs> yeah. are. But for the yeah, season... They, they, they got the um, crystal... Of course they got... I've all, they've got so much energy. They're doing all that stuff. You know, they've, they've got some extra support there. Look, I, I, I think the A minus is probably fair on the basis that they they were minor premiers. Everyone thought they were going to just run away with it. They they blew it in the preliminary final. They really did. Um, they, I feel they like every team is going to be a different. They had a bust and tied Penrith, and they should have beat them. But anyway, yeah. all right. Uh, Manly Sea Eagles B-plus. win rate of sixty seven percent. Finished fourth on the ladder. B plus. Season grade. Uh, See, enough. I reckon like I reckon there's an A for them because they were they were yeah. in wooden spoon territory at the start of the year. I'd give them an A minus yeah. on the basis their first month was terrible and then after that they were pretty good. I guess the one thing for them yeah. though is they never got close to any of those top three teams whenever they played. I think there's one. I think it was, sorry, there was one time they played Melbourne where they sort of lost by eight. But when they played them in the big games, they got pretty pummeled. So. That's, they, they've got to learn a plan B. Like They've got to learn a plan B for when Tommy gets shut down, how to still beat teams. Uh, who have we got next? Sydney Roosters, uh, win rate of 67%, fifth oh, on the F. ladder. F. <laughs> a- F, minus? obviously. Okay. What an absolute disgraceful... Hor- like Everyone who pulled on a jersey of them got injured, which means their, their strength and conditioning is obviously very poor. Uh, they'd rely on an 18-year-old to just drag their ass off the canvas all year. I mean... How unfair to that 18-year-old. He wants to party with his mates. You know, he's only just finished high school. Wants to go drinking with his buddies. No, sorry. We need you to win games for us because we can't do it ourselves. What a bunch of losers. Oh, I'm going to give done. them two ratings. I'm going to give them two ratings. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give their coach a rating of oh, A+. Plus a+. Plus. For convincing... For being such a convincing... For getting for, for basically... Just convincing and um, sort of influencing games that followed his little tirade against Perinara. This is true. So he gets an A plus for effort, and you know just and being manipulation. Pretty, yeah, manipulation. I'm trying to find the words. Their team just a F. What I'm trying to think of another letter that I can describe them with. You know, look if, if just, we're being fair, you know, we should probably give them an maybe like a a B plus. They're a B plus. I'd player. give them a. Maybe a D, yeah. D, D plus. All right. Uh, Parramatta Eels, uh, win rate of 63%, uh, eliminated in round two, week two of the grand final, or so the finals, and uh, sixth on the ladder. Yeah. Season grade of B. B's probably fair enough. Fair. B or B plus. I mean, look, I, I never thought they were a realistic chance of winning the premiership, but they were pretty unlucky not to knock off the team who ended up winning the comp, so I guess they, they were pretty Yeah, strong. exactly. They beat Melbourne. They yeah. were going to get that... They beat Melbourne a couple uh, of times and, and they, they probably, with a bit of luck, should have beaten Penrith too. So. He's pretty fair. Mm. Yeah, so they, they, they went okay. I, I, wanted, I wanted Melbourne to get that 20 in a row, mate. I wanted them. But yeah. Yeah, next, next year, it's okay. Uh, Newcastle Knights, what did they get? Uh, finished 7th on the ladder, win rate of 50%. 
Grade C? I don't know about that one. I'd give him uh, C minus. I'd, I'd give him C minus. I'd give him C minus, maybe, like at best, because you know what? I know they had a bit of injuries and stuff, but they didn't really improve on anything they did the year before. Like, they haven't gone forward no. or back. They're, they're just, it's almost like they're, they're just happy just to make the eight. And that, it's that's, sort of like that's they, their standard. They aren't putting the effort into the games or whatever it is that the top teams are. They seem to have the players now. They've got the star players and they just don't seem to to I don't know if it's the effort they, they put in to prepare or whatever or the, in, during the game when it gets tough they yeah, don't I, seem I, to, I, to I, back I, it I up the like the there is very much a we're just, we're just satisfied and happy to make the playoffs and that's it yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll, ne- you'll never get any better than a 7th or maybe a 6th if you do that yeah uh, and then finally Gold Coast Titans win rate of 41% finished 8th on the ladder Eliminated in week one of the finals and got a season grade of C plus. I'd give him D. I'd give it, considering the expectation yeah. and the hype about them this year. I know that's great in the finals, but that's only because it was such a very weak bottom half of the ladder this year. Bottom half is yeah. like they they, yeah. they won ten out of twenty four games and they made eight. That shows how weak the bloody um, ladder was this year. I think D on the basis that the expectation on them was very very high. I think they actually had a better winning percentage last year when they finished ninth. And they they, yeah. they they recruited some pretty high profile players, um, Big Tino and David Fafida, and I think they underperformed a little bit. I think they had higher expectations than that. Yeah, especially with the start they they made to the season as well. They started off really well, mm. and they just fell off the cliff, you know, yeah. halfway through, and they yeah. really struggled. In the, so. in the end, they 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 so. benefited from some very poor form from the other teams trying to make that eighth position. Yeah. There's a bit of a Bradbury to get in there with Sharks losing and by a lot. Yeah. Uh, next news article, atrocious. Jonathan Thurston's awkward snub ahead of NRL Grand Final. Yeah, this is a little bit awkward, I would say. they. Um... Yeah, I'm going to let you take this one, Prince, because I was at the game and I, I sort of heard a bit of his speech, but I don't really know exactly what happened here. They, um, well, they cut him off before he'd finished his acknowledgement to country with the anthem. So it was sort of like a... Um, uh, the the music started and he hadn't finished his sentence, like what he was actually yeah, saying. Okay. So, and it was sort of a very abrupt end to something. That, so he um, sort of had to wrap it up. Very important. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. He was just like. I remember it been it been in the stands and I was obviously having a drink with um with my partner, just having a drink, and we were sort of listening. Like, oh, this is. I said, yeah, this is JT. Like he's doing like the the uh you know because he's a very very high profile Indigenous rugby league player who's retired and he's doing the um. You know the acknowledgement to country, the acknowledgement to the country, country speech, and um, so I was sort of listening to it, and then all of a sudden I heard the anthem. So I said, "Oh shit, we've got to stand up." So I didn't actually realise that they cut him off, but um, yeah. yeah, which is a shame because the the the, the woman, the the what's her name, Kate Miller Heidke, Kate Miller Heidke, really, really good um, rendition of the anthem. She sounded amazing. Mm. What do you think of the pre-game, um, pre-match entertainment? I thought it was pretty weak. Considering there should be lots of performers itching to to do some sort of um, performance, yeah, I thought no, it was I, interesting. I've got to admit, I mean, I was more just like into having like some beers and just like being outside I mean, look, with look, people. There, there was obviously some like some good firework atmosphere and stuff like that. I didn't watch too. Like, I know they had the orchestra out at one point as well. So I heard bits of it, but I was sort of like having a beer and chatting to my partner and and all that. I'll tell you, what, and, and I'll just uh, as a bit of a side note. My partner, obviously, you know, look, she's not a rugby league fan. She's from Peru. She doesn't really... She, she, anytime I'm going to sit down and watch a uh, rugby league match, she says, oh, you're going to watch the soccer now. So, because 
and the reason, and she says the reason she says that is because in her part of the world they call it football. So she thinks, oh, it's different to football, so I'm going to call it soccer. I said, like, no, it's not soccer, it's footy. Uh, but anyway, so, but even, even though she had no knowledge of the game, she was on the edge of her sleep the whole game. That's how good the game was. Like, she was like, kept on saying, my God, this is so close. And wow, Penrith are really pushing them, and, and like, well, Panthers are really pushing them. And oh, wow, South, that's a good try. Like, she was really into it. Um, so that shows the strength of what, what a great game. She only has to fake it for 80 minutes. Maybe, it's easy. I, I know, I know. But look, if I was going to take her to a game to say, hey, this is what rugby league is about, it was a pretty good advertisement for rugby league. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Do we have any listeners in Peru when we did our little oh, thing? Well, I reckon we can find some. I don't think so. I'll, I'll Peru. Get, I'll get her to spread the word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should be. That's an untapped market. Of, that's it. Of, that's even if they think it's about soccer. For rugby league fandom. No, we'll just change the name to football so then they all think it's about soccer and we just get a <laughs> well, that's it. whole we'll bunch of people. Watch the, come watch the soccer. <laughs> Oh, I don't think any Peru, Peruvians. All right, we'll move on. I love the fact that we've got uh, someone from Germany listening to us. I want to know who that is. That's brilliant. Guten Tag to that Guten person. Mo- moving on. Guten Tag. Dolphins set to win Bennett with Redcliffe to be unveiled as NRL's 17th team. Yeah, well, this is... Uh, uh, you got, you got your wish? Yeah, well, this is likely to be announced the next week or so. Uh, we obviously spoke a bit about the expansion thing a, a few weeks back, and there's three different bids... Um, Redcliffe were the favourites. I mean, they're such a such a. Um, it's a nice uh, stadium field, a strong powerhouse in Queensland Rugby League, they're, they're, and that's right. They've got they've got uh, they played um, they played a few of the NRL matches there this year, and I think they played one of the finals matches in week one at the um, the stadium yeah, at Redcliffe. So. And look, if they get the NRL license, I mean, they'll get a massive up. They already upgraded the field uh, recently, but they'll upgrade it again. Um, and the thing is, the thing with that ground is, it's attached right to the leagues club, which is just a money, like a, a license to print money for everyone. Because like you go to the footy straight afterwards, all the pay, oh, everyone's going to go into the leagues club, which is one of the biggest leagues clubs in the country too, by the way. And it, I've been there. It's a, the Dolphins leagues is amazing. Um, and obviously, Bennett's been touted as the look. Whoever gets the license, Bennett will be the coach. There's no question about that. Um, they may have a marquee player. Um, who'll be pretty readily available too, which we'll talk about soon in another one of the stories because I, I think he's on thin ice at his club. Um, but, uh, yeah, look, I don't think it's much surprise there. And I think, I think they said they're going to announce it next week. Is that right? Because they've, they've already sort of negotiated with Fox Sports to, to up the um, television rights deal because of the, the team coming in. So, yeah, and look, Brisbane, Brisbane need a second team. It's too big a city to only have one. Yeah, definitely. I think they. I read that the, the only thing they've got to do now is just get final sign off from the clubs or whatever it was to. Yeah. You know they're putting forward the that it's not going to disadvantage all the clubs, but yeah, I mean it was sort of that's who I was hoping it would get it for no other reason, but I don't know, just like the name better. Yeah, the look, Dolphins, they, they, the thing is, like even Redcliffe Dolphins don't know the Brisbane area too well. They've heard of the Redcliffe Dolphins, um, and, yeah. and the thing is, so Redcliffe have traditionally produced. So many of um, legendary Queensland players, so it's no surprise that they, uh, like, as I said, they're they're a, a rugby rugby league stronghold in in southeast Queensland. So it absolutely makes sense that they would be front runners. And um, yeah, oh, look, I look, I'd love the idea of going to um, to their home ground and watching a few games here and there because it's a. Uh, I went there once for a trial match before they did the recent upgrades. A few years back, I went for a trial match. Um, I think it was between the Broncos and the Cowboys. Um, it was a pretty good atmosphere there, and and 
they get upgrades again to get to a, to a 25, 30,000 seat stadium. That'll be pretty, um, pretty good for the area too. All right, moving on. Uh, Munster sent to rehab, axed from leadership as Storm make a 100,000 statement over scandal. Yeah, so this is the player in question that I said that may very well be the Dolphins like target. like we planned this so that they just... I know, right? It just, just, just smoothly transitions into it. Look, uh, you, you know what? I'm, I'm glad the Storm have hit them with some... Uh, uh, have hit him in particular, and, and to a lesser extent, Brandon Smith, with some pretty heavy fines, because the NRL handed out their fines and, and their, their sanctions, but then the Storm added some to it, Now, which is good. There's one thing I'm disappointed about with it, though. They've only been given a one-match suspension. I think that is fucking piss-weak. Um, I'm sorry, but it's no, it's no secret what the white powder was. I mean, let's face it. It wasn't, it wasn't salt or sugar, okay? It was clearly the, um, you know, the, the, uh, the nose sherbets, wasn't it? Um, and they get a one-match... And the, the reason they've given for the one-match ban is, oh, we don't want to disadvantage the club and the fans for these players making mistakes. Well, maybe that's what needs to happen for them to learn a lesson. Like, think of what happened with the Dragons, with their barbecue. They had 12 players get these suspensions that had to be staggered. They, they then lost their last eight games of the season. And yes, that sucks for their fans, but maybe that's the only way to teach these players a lesson. Hey, look at all the people you've let down. Um, to give them a one-match ban, I think that's really weak. But the rest of it, I agree with it. The rest of it is good. And, you know, it's interesting Munster giving, getting a 12-month drinking ban. Love to see how he handles that. Yeah, I was going to say, because yes. I'm sure they all do it, right? They just These were the ones that were unlucky to get caught, right? Hey, like, yeah, well, that's it. Well, they're, well they're, they're the ones who are stupid enough to post it on Instagram. I bet you they wish the Instagram outage happened last week. Or, or, I'm sure it was someone else that did it. I bet you they wish the Instagram but... ha- outage happened last week and not this week. Yeah. What's just crazy is they can't get tested for this after yeah, they finish their I last know. game for I, the year. I think that's shit. It's I ridiculous. Shit. I, I just, it's just like... And you know what the worst... I'm the same with you. I think they should have got four weeks. Yeah. And same with Reese Walsh. Four weeks, just it's the ban, right? You well, get he, caught he got with two weeks. Drug. He got two weeks. He got, and that's the other ridiculous thing as well. But right, <laughs> I think the Melbourne Storm eventually handled it well. They s- stuffed it up to start off with. They yeah. didn't really. Yeah. They weren't really commenting. What I didn't like is they had these piss week um, pre-read recorded statements that they read out. Mm. Blah blah blah. I didn't like yeah, that. Yeah, it was a bit. Thought soft. that was just. It was a bit pointless. Well, that's because um, you get, yeah, they I reckon... noticed with all of them that, that they, they made a note to say, we want to apologise to Penrith and South Sydney for taking focus off your grand final. They were told to say that. They didn't give a flying yeah. f*** in the grand Because their season was over. They don't care who's playing in the grand final. I don't think they give a f*** that they, um, they got caught, to be perfectly honest. I think... They still haven't even admitted that they were what they were doing. They're like, oh, we we can't determine what the substance was because they don't know what it was. So they were just snorting some weird stuff yeah. that they yeah. Just, Take this white stuff. I can't. It's not, it's not coke, yeah. but you know, snort it up your nose anyway. It'll be fun. Oh. It's it's an unnamed substance. Just give it a go. Yeah. Seriously, like I can't. Yeah. I just honestly, if they just owned it, when <laughs> this is what we did, and then you know yeah. that yeah, I reckon has to be four weeks. It's got to be huge, like a. That's significant in a, yeah. in a season to lose four weeks and um, yeah exactly yeah, especially, especially at the start the of the season when you know if you if you 
you only, if you only win one or none of your first four games, that can really mess your season up. So, yeah, but um, anyway, it is what it is. Um, yeah, we'll see how they uh, handle that to begin next year. All right, uh, next news article, and I think our last one. Uh, told you not to cry. Beautiful Benji moment as he Aww. calls time on unrivaled NRL career. Benji, what, a, what an awesome... What a, you know, the thing is, like, a lot of people remember all of his flash and, and, and brilliant um, off-the-cuff plays from the first half of his career. Me being a bit more of a purist, I loved the second half of his career more than the first half. I loved the, I loved the way he matured and learnt that, you know, as he got a bit older and he started to lose a bit of that speed, he started to play with a bit more brain, a bit more, bit more finesse and, and all that sort of stuff, and... Um, I love the fact that, like, and, and I think he mentioned it in this in this little um, retirement speech about how um, at the end of 2016 he was pretty much nearly forced into retirement, but Wayne Bennett gave him gave him an opportunity to come to the Broncos for 12 months, and that that um, that gave him another five seasons of his career in the end, and they were probably my favourite five seasons of Benji Marshall because um, he that's when he started to really use all of his experience and, and, and play, you know, a bit more game management style and still had that flash of brilliance here and there, but I love that part of it, of his career. I, I, he ended up becoming one of my favourite players to watch because um, I just love the story of he was nearly down and out, but he, he was able to find a way back. I've always sort of really loved watching him play regardless. It's always been great to watch, oh, and, yeah. And yeah, you know yeah. what? And I love the way that he um, handles himself in front of the media. Like yep. you know, when you you know when you see who he is on the media, yeah. and then how he plays, I don't reckon he's too different off the field. You know that you got people that are just like, yeah. <laughs> you think no, nah, you're just completely different. I reckon, show, like, yeah, he yeah, se- yeah, yeah. He seems like a genuinely pretty good type of guy, and he's um, his adaptability was awesome. Like as you said, yep. he he was this flash player. That basically no one could figure out. He had, you know, he could score tries, set up tries at will. Then he that he couldn't persist with that, you know. And he went to rugby union, and that didn't work. Came back, yeah. he was a different player. Yep. And um, he had to really adjust, and and he did. He was able to adjust, and he was he prolonged his career massively. What is he? Thirty four, thirty five, and well, he's, and, pretty um, much, he's pretty much our age. He's, 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 he's almost that yeah. age. Yeah. So, and and you know what? He could have even gone around another year. Like he was playing well enough. To go again, it's not like yeah. He said that during the week. He said, "Look, oh, my body's fresh enough to go again." Uh, but I, I think he's probably made the right decision. Just gone. You know what? I'm not signed for next year. Uh, even though they lost the grand final, it's still not a bad way to go out. Amazing still made game. the grand final. Yeah, made, yeah, made the grand final. Amazing game. And look, what was good in that grand final? He had to come on early to cover for Dane Gagai's um, uh, concussion test. Yeah, and he, had to, he had to defend in the centres, and and he didn't let anyone down. No one went, went. No one went through him, so he still showed he can. He, he's very versatile, and yeah, I, I and I yeah. agree with you too about about how he handles himself. Like when he goes on NRL three hundred and sixty and does a bit of media, like, which he'll, he'll be a regular on on those shows now um, in yeah. retirement. So he's and that's the other thing too. I think he's probably realised like I'm pretty well set in retirement. Like I can, I've got these jobs that I can do in the media. I can do a bit of um, work for here and there, and I I, I really like. As I said, early on in his career, like even though he's like flashy and brilliant and fun to watch, I thought early in his career, I thought he was maybe like a bit of a dickhead. Uh, and I don't know if maybe mm-hmm. my perception was wrong or he just matured over the years, but I love watching the back half of his career. I, th- I just think he's um, such such a great such a great statesman of our game. I think he's awesome. We can talk about our predictions that we made at the beginning of the year because I think there's some interesting yeah, uh, little yeah, tidbits I found. 
so we've had a few questions that we asked at the beginning, and now we at the end we can we can look back at it. Um, to win the grand final, let's see who said what. Smokes said South and Rabido. Uh, sorry, Raiders. Close. Oh, uh, I had the grand uh, final, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, you had Souths. Uh, Principal, uh, Raiders, Souths or Melbourne. Uh, and Phantom, what do you say? <laughs> Roosters versus Raiders. So all of us had the one. Raiders up there. We're all shocking with that, but um, yeah. No, the, you know who's shocking? Yeah. The, the Raiders this year. The oh, Raiders they just destroyed shocking. him. Yeah, it. They just... Tr- They've destroyed my whole 2021 season of supporting NRL, but anyway. Well, the other thing that I think is interesting, we we, asked, we guessed who could get the wooden spoon. Uh, Smoke said dogs or manly. Yeah. I always manly had the made dogs, yeah. Finals, yeah. so... Yeah. Uh, who, who, got the, who got the wooden spoon this year? Was it the dogs or...? Uh, the dogs got yeah. it. I was always very confident yeah, okay. the so, dogs would get it, yeah. So, dogs, yeah, cool. Uh, Principal said cowboys. Not far off. Yeah. Wasn't far off, yeah, they were pretty average. Yep. Uh, and Phantom said Manly or Broncos? Well, Broncos Way off close, with both, what a disgrace. <laughs> yes. And is that funny that we were tipping Manly to Wooden Spoon yeah. when they ended yeah, up? It, it shows how impressive the, the season was. We're all well off the mark with the Raiders and Manly. Yep, basically reversed them. <laughs> and then I like this one. Bad <laughs> off-field behaviour. Oh, I think I won this one. You definitely won that one. Although, principal, bad off the field. Well, the, well field Dugan had a few. Dugan. Yeah. We'll exactly. call exactly. Repeated moments. Dugan had some repeated offences, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then, I don't know... No, I don't think we have one from, this one from Phantom, yeah. Phantom. Uh, okay, so, we'll look back at the season 2021 in its entirety. Uh, biggest surprise uh, team that you thought performed well? Smokes, I'll go with you. Uh, Manly. Uh, I obviously had them down. Yeah. I, I didn't. I had them for, in my rankings. I had them finishing about second last. Um, they ended up finishing fourth, one game away from the grand final. They were my um, biggest surprise packet. Sorry, principal. Uh, yeah, manly, definitely manly. They were. Um, mm. They achieved. They did really well, especially with the start that they had to the year. So clear winner there. All right. So biggest surprise team from the Phantom is. Jeez, oh, is it really much of a surprise who he said here? One hundred percent, the Roosters. Based on their squad, they outperformed and surprised everyone. Also, the Raiders. The fact they didn't end up on the bottom of the ladder is a shock. Oh, have a toss, mate. Right, uh, biggest disappointment. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think we both can have the same answer. Here. It was the Raiders. Um, I had them up there as potential grand finals, potential premiers, and um, well, they finished tenth in the end. Um, very disappointing. I'm changing. I'm changing that slightly. George in Williams, biggest disappointment. Uh, so he has here. Warriors should have done heaps better than they did, but when you lose RTS, it's hard to come from come back from that. Also, the Broncos, even when channeling the spirits of the old boys, they couldn't make it work. Maybe they need to get old Gordy back. I'm gonna I'm gonna exclude the grand final because we talked nauseum about that. Best match of the year. All right, if we were to exclude... Well, I'll, I'll go right off here. I think possibly the best four games of the year were the four games that the Panthers were involved in during the final series. You could pick any one of those, and I'd be happy to watch those any time. Um, outside of that, um, State of Origin 3, 20-18, I think, at the end score. Really good game of footy. 
Not just because Queensland won, but it was, the a, one, it was a good... The one that you won. Yeah, I know, but the, the, the two that we lost were terrible <laughs> games because they were, they were blowouts. So that was a close game. I thought they were wonderful. I thought they were the best games of the year. Oh, yeah, of course First two did. Origin games. Uh, but actually, uh, your point with the, the Penrith finals games, definitely. I reckon the, the Penrith-Melbourne... Um, uh, preliminary well, if I, final. If I'm being realistic, the grand final for me was the best game of the year. Yeah, yes, apart from the grand final, I reckon it was. I feel like the that's recency before. bias, though. But yes. I would say if, 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 I, game, if I were to go apart from the grand final, I would maybe lean towards the Penrith Parramatta game. I know Penrith Melbourne's good, but, but Melbourne were off their game that day, whereas the other one they were both on. So, But very good games. I've got another one, a little bit of personal bias, but the Raiders Eels game towards later in the season, that was a great game, too. Mm. They I was both teams. Um, yeah, Melbourne Eels, on. so. <laughs> when they when they took the the, the yeah, winning streak from Melbourne, them, yeah. that was a good game. Yeah, good game good for uh, surprising game. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Phantom best match of the year. Best match of the year. Aside from the grand final, the Panthers versus the Storm preliminary final. Nothing beats watching an over comfort overconfident Storm outfit get sideways. <laughs> also, Roosters versus Raiders because we won. Uh, biggest story of the year. Look for me, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a toss up between two. It's either the Dragons COVID barbecue or the um, the grand final being at Suncorp with the whole oh, is it going to get cancelled at the last minute sort of thing, and then it ended up being the the amazing spectacle that it was. One of the, they, those for me were the two biggest stories of the year. I'm going to pull up Dugan's bloody mm. arrested twice in like an hour. Well, that's or something. true. That that was a story. <laughs> I guess the only thing with that is no one really cares about Dugan anymore. If it was like yeah, five years ago, it probably would have been a big for us. But, uh, To be honest, we just expect it. We just wait for it, you know. It's just like expected uh, stories. Uh, but my biggest story, it's got to be that Dragon's Barbecue. Yeah. Or Robbo's Takedown. That was Karanara, good. That was good too. Which, that was which amazing. In, after hindsight, I... Feel like maybe it could have been handled a little bit different without naming and maybe a little bit more at the bunker. But we've spoken endlessly about that one particular person, and yeah. it was just Robert, like Trent Robertson, just repeated what we'd said plus more, and it was a, basically highlighted a huge issue that's been happening probably for a couple of seasons, I reckon. But Phantom, biggest story of the year: the Robo rant. I know I am biased, but it gave me the biggest stiffy. Next year's big improver. Uh, I've got two teams who I think are going to improve quite a lot on this year, and that is the Bulldogs and the Broncos. I think they're both recruited very strongly, and they'll both um, imp- they'll both jump several pegs up the ladder. Principal. I'm going to go Raiders and Bulldogs. One's biased, one's I actually think they're going to improve. Phantom. Next year's biggest improvers. Titans. I think they will coast into the eight. Oh, because they're on the coast. That's very clever. Uh, next year's big slider. Who's going to go down the rankings? The Roosters. The not-so-mighty <laughs> oh, Roosters. No punches pulled. The Rooters going down. Okay, yeah. my big sliders um, might be Newcastle. Ooh, that's a good one. There you go. I, 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 I don't think that they've done any improvement at all in the last... Like, you know, this year compared to last year. And I don't see where their improvement's going to come from. So I think they might slide. Phantom, next year's biggest slider. The Storm. After Munster gets done DUI, their season is over. <laughs> uh, next year's premiers. 
Oh, too uh, easy. <laughs> too Principal? Really? The mighty green machine. Really? You go on the green machine? Really? I go the green machine every year. Well, you know, the amount you of money I waste on this. I nearly tip you guys for bigger sliders. The only reason I didn't is because you already missed the eight. So <laughs> we, um, we, we did the slide this year. So, you know. Oh, that's it. You did your slide. Yeah, you were big slide. Yeah. Look, uh, I think, uh, look, maybe this is a bit of a cop out. I'm going Penrith. Uh, because I know they're losing Burton and and Capewell, but the nucleus of their team is still going to be together. And I don't know if the other top teams have improved enough to to beat them. Um, Souths are going to go backwards a little bit because they've lost some really key players and a coach. Adam Reynolds, yeah, yeah, and, and their coach. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going oh, to. Do we know who's coaching Souths next year? Uh, yeah, their assistant Andrew Demetrio is going to be their coach. Um, Okay. But yeah, but he's never been a first grade coach, so you don't know what to get from him. So, but yeah, I'm going to go yeah, with uh, I'm okay. going to go with Penrith. I'm glad I've got, we've got one true supporter here. We've got this other fair. Where, you know, oh no, I'm not tipping the Broncos. I'm not going to. You know, Broncos are have still some building. Faith. You got, got Adam Reynolds next year. Then the following year, they get someone else, and they're even higher. I was the only one not to pick my team to win it this year, and I was the closest by picking South. So. Have some blind faith. Just, you know, Broncos. Just okay, do it. I, Try I, it out there in the we'll universe. Make, I think we'll make the Hopefully eight it comes year. back. I think we'll make the eight next year. We're not going to win it next That'll year. That'll be an improvement. Phantom, next year's premiers. Roosters, bet 20 exclamation marks and maybe Manly. Mm. All right, next year's spoon, wooden spooners. Uh, West Pinterest. Tigers. West Tigers, yeah, Tigers, West Tigers, West Tigers. Of all the bottom four teams, they're the only ones who aren't improved. The only one who can challenge them for that is the Cowboys. Will they win a game in the first half of the season? I doubt it. They're, well, who, they're terrible. They, yeah. they, they're, um, what have they got to improve from this year? Nothing. They've got Jackson Hastings. Hardly anyone. Yeah. Oh, what did they sign? They signed Tyrone Peachy. Not yeah. enough. It's going to... Who's a handy guy? He's not going to fix them. So, yeah. Um, no. No. Yeah. Phantom. Next year's Wooden Spooners. Are we really surprised about what his answer is going to be here? <laughs> Raiders, <laughs> Raiders, suspicion. because Ricky has lost whatever touch he once had. All right. Well, we've done enough recording. I feel like we've been doing this for like an hour and a half today, which is our biggest. It uh, is. That we've done this whole year. Well, we, so we, we finished off with a again, bang, and I think, guys, I, I, I mean, I, look, I, I'd just like to finish off by saying I think we've, uh, I think it's been a lot of fun this year. I mean, it, it started off as just a bit of a drunken idea in a in a pub one night. And uh, turned out into a 30-week um, podcast season. So um, I- I'm going to say I-, I found a lot of fun to be able to break up the weeks every Wednesday night um, chatting footy with you boys. I know we talk a lot of shit and hang shit on each other's teams and whatever, but we all love footy and it's a bit of fun. And let's do it again next year. It's I think been it was awesome. great. It's been great. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been, been great. And, especially, um, like, and I think we've, we've created we've a new footy fan. We've created a new footy fan. Our host now knows a lot more than he did oh, yeah, six months hits. ago. I know I know, I know, I know. I mean, I know he, he was messaging us during games on the weekends and, hey, did you see that? Did you see this? Like, oh, shit, he's watching footy. This is good. I know who Latrell Mitchell is. That's it. I know who you know, Nathan Cleary is. I know, I know who Pappenhausen's got the maddest. Pappenhausen, yeah. He's got the maddest You've buddy got... um, uh, mullet and moustache. In, in the game, yep, yep. And not only that, we've actually taught you how to pronounce some names and words. You know, you've, you've, well, you've learned a whole bunch of uh, things. Some of them, some of them. Some of them. Um, um, that you'll forget um, in got, six months' got, time got when we do this again. M's. we got um, a Vladdy or Vlandy. Cher- Cher- oh, Cher- Cher- okay. Cherry Evans Daly. 
Loved that one. Terry uh, Evans Daly, <laughs> yeah. CDE. I know CDE. Um, Turbo Trevojevic. Yep. Tom Trevojevic. I know yep. lots of people. Yep. Yeah, that's, no, it. that's good. He's getting there. Pronunciation. But you, you, almost, you almost know Adam Reynolds because I never stopped talking mm-hmm. about him. <laughs> but Look, uh, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a fun lineup, ride. Definitely. It's been a fun ride, boys. And, um, you know, it's uh, this is, I think, it's our official last episode of the season. If we do like a bit of a funny random episode in a week or two we'll see but um it's been fun so let's do it again next year and thank you for the host for all the editing as well so he's been working hard every what you've been saying up to midnight some nights after the the podcast yeah um getting all this done making a sound a little bit slacker you know get them get it out just before the game starts for the next week (laughs) but um yeah the beginning, nah. it was like, how do I do this? And then it's like, oh, yeah, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Nah, it's silence, all good. It's silence, all good. silence. Um, well, that's it. We, we've we've yeah, got the you. easy part. We just sort of um, talk about the games. You're the one who's got to then um, cut out all the, the nonsense, which is about 75% of what we say, and then try and nah, find a coherent way of making minutes. what we say make sense in, in, a, listener, uh, in, in, a, that. in a format that. that's actually listenable to people. I mean, so. This, a lot's got to be said that he can somehow keep this at the PG or G rating when the Phantom's on, because that's got to be, require a couple of hours Million worth possible. of um, editing possible. itself just mm. to... I had to create yeah. some uh, shortcuts to, like, silence and just chirp. They're, they're, they're my two little <laughs> shortcuts, like the beeps and the, the silence. I was, so I was I a big fan of the little beeps, out. especially when Phantom's talking and, like, every second second is a beep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. why I started. I'm like, this is this is just going to get unlistenable. So I'll start just silencing you. <laughs> it's still censoring. It's fine, but um, yeah. yeah Unless good. it needs to be said, it's a chirp. Otherwise, it's just cut out. <laughs> but yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you all for uh, uh, co-host. Thank you all for joining me every week. Absolutely, and, been a pleasure. And, uh, putting up with <laughs> this process, but uh, yeah, it's been great. And, um, and yeah, hey, like li- said, listeners out all... there, if you've got Thank any you. suggestions or recommendations, let us know leading into next year. We we need them. We really do. We're just winging it. <laughs> all right. We need uh, so much help. Tonight. Please help. Thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next year. Bye. Go the Broncos. See you later. Go the Green Machine in 2022.